Her, her name is uh, Susan Janssen, a German journalist, editor-in-chief of Living City Magazine for the past eight years. And she is going to share her knowledge and experience in fostering authentic human encounters in today's communications media. So good day and have uh, a nice uh, moment. Uh, no, with uh, with New City Philippines. I would like to address to you the first question. Sure. Can you explain to us how the culture of encounter is related to communications media? Well, yeah, thank you. That's a very good question. I think there are different opinions. Some wonder if the current forms of media facilitates the culture of encounter or if they actually create obstacles. Just consider the hateful comments on Facebook or when teens are bashed for their looks on Instagram or TikTok. The influence is significant and too often along a negative vein. And do we even know who is behind these posts? Social media's business model is geared towards drawing attention and stimulating conflict. Websites and applications like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and even LinkedIn use similar strategies to make a profit. And they taught the simple saying, the user is the product, and use these platforms to sell our attention to the real clients, the advertisers. So the more time users spend on the app, the more ads they will see, allowing advertisers to generate revenue, thereby increasing the platform's profits. Anger, conflict, and divisions increase the number of posts, increase the attention, and therefore increase the revenue. Division brings more money. But then from time to time, there are also touching stories that show courage, kindness, and love that go viral and inspire others. So does social media have a part to play in promoting a culture of encounter? Or should it be written off or at least censored as a detriment to the building of authentic interrelationships? It seems to me that both perspectives have validity. If we have learned anything from the pandemic, it is that at a moment when we all needed to be in lockdown, Video conferencing and messaging kept us connected. I think we all attended or organized Zoom birthday parties or baby showers. We prayed for our loved ones who passed away, even on distant continents. We watched faraway weddings without boarding a plane. Um, personally, I have to say that there is a lot of benefit in working together on programs, for example, exchanging ideas, or also connecting with friends and family who live in my home country, more than 6,000 kilometers away. Wow, that's true. In this time of pandemic, social communications have introduced to all of us new ways of being present in one another's life. However, can these new ways ever be a substitute for an in-person encounter? Well, with the pandemic in its third year, people are yearning to meet in person. Young people who were born with smartphones and use social media as a second nature are zoomed out, and they want to play and chat face to face. And while it's great to watch a webinar while eating lunch or dinner, 
It doesn't have the same effect as attending an event in person. Recently, after more than two years, I went to a live concert and it was amazing just to be there and listen to the music. No Googling, messaging and posting, only feeling and absorbing the music while being there with a group of friends. We understand perfectly what you mean. Most of us desire to finally experience being physically present in many mm -hmm. important events of our life to foster authentic and deeper bonds with people who are part of our journey. Can you enlighten us further on the culture of encounter? How can this be part of our style of living? Uh, Pope Francis used this term in his encyclical Fratelli Tutti, our brothers and sisters. So creating a culture of encounter begins with realizing that we are all on the same boat. To see all creatures as our sisters and brothers is to value the interconnectedness of our universe. In a world dominated by seemingly unstoppable technocratic imperatives, Pope Francis looks not to frantic human effort, but trusts in the healing and reconciling mercy of God. In an interview, he explained, for me, this word is very important, encounter with others. Why? Because faith is an encounter with Jesus, and we must do what Jesus does, encounter others. So Pope Francis put these encounters in the context of our divisions and care for creation and for each other, no matter how different we are, because we are all sinners who need God's forgiveness. And so as the example of St. Francis of Assisi transformed the culture of his time, Pope Francis hopes that respectful encounters with those who are different can bring healing and hope to our world. And I think it is the spirit of encounter that we need to live. This is a real conversion. And this spirit of encounter can be lived in face-to-face -face encounters as well as on communications media. To give us a clear idea of what it means to create a meaningful encounter with others, can you tell us some concrete experiences on this? Sure. Allow me to share with you two experiences from my work, one online and one face-to-face. -face. In our magazine, we try to feature hot topics like racism, immigration, or abortion, all pro-life issues and therefore important. After the death of George Floyd, we had an issue on racism in August 2020. We invited some members and friends of the Focolade to share their experience of discrimination. After the magazine was delivered, we got mostly very positive comments. However, after a while, some of our readers also shared their dismay with the content of the magazine. They felt it was slanted, accusatory, and not consonant with their beliefs. Instead of bringing unity, it seemed that our articles were divisive, even among people who clearly wanted to live for a united world, too. So, of course, reading those emails challenged us, and we carefully re-examined our work. While there's always a way to be more balanced and cover all different aspects, we felt at some points that were raised were merely misunderstandings. However, we didn't want to defend ourselves. 
So an idea came to my mind. Why don't we practice what we preach, meaning try to dialogue? We invited these readers for a Zoom meeting to better understand each other's point of view. We started really with a premise to respect and welcome each other, no matter what opinion someone would express. And we really took time for each of us to introduce ourselves. And then we as Living City staff just listened. And I understood some concerns and I did not, we did not defend ourselves, but try to explain why we choose the authors and some photo illustrations. In the end, it was a beautiful moment of dialogue on Zoom, expressing different opinions without judging. And I learned a lot. It really didn't matter that we were hundreds of kilometers apart. In this moment, video conferencing was enabling a real encounter. We were able to understand and appreciate each other and we became more family. A couple of months later on another topic, we had a similar reaction from other people who were upset just about one phrase in an interview. Again, media enabled us to meet and the people voiced their frustration at not being heard as if their opinion didn't matter. I needed to control my impulse to defend myself and set aside my decisions to be open to an encounter, to build family and learn from those who have a different opinion. On another topic, we received a beautiful reflection on the reality of old age from Emerit Focolarino. We published the article and then we planned a webinar, which was held recently. For that, I asked if I could interview him. I didn't want to push it because I wasn't sure if it would be a good idea or if it would be stressful or even difficult for him. Many years have passed since his days as a college professor and he admits that he isn't as good at explaining things as before. But I really felt there was a treasure there and many people could be touched by his witness, like giving spiritual glasses of water that can be multiplied by media. So I went with a video producer who offered his help and the interview was truly unforgettable. It was a precious moment of encounter where God was present among us. And we needed to be physically together to feel the full impact of his experience. A little bit the same happened when I went to attend Pope Francis Mass in Quebec City recently, when the Pope went to Canada. There I was able to interview some of the survivors of past abuse in the residential schools run by the Catholic Church. And in this beautiful shrine filled with many indigenous people, I could feel the emotions. I saw their faces and their reactions. It made me understand so much more about their journey to healing after experiencing abuse and the trauma of separation from their families. I had to be there in person to encounter them. So can media be a means of encounter? Absolutely. But perhaps it is just a starting step if one wants to follow Pope Francis in creating a culture of encounter. What a beautiful experiences you shared, truly very touching. You are uh, the editor-in-chief of the Living City magazine of the Focolare movement in the US. Mm. 
can you share with us the guidelines you follow in your work and in your effort to foster relationships with your followers and with people in general? Yeah, I always remember the four points that Focolare founder Chiara Lubic gave to communicators in that one meeting in Rome. Uh, there was a meeting of communicators and journalists and I was present there. So these four points are essential to living a culture of encounter in media. The first point is communication is essential. Our effort to live the gospel in everyday life has always been indissolubly united with communicating it. What is not communicated is lost. And today we can say what is not communicated through media runs the risk of getting lost. So even all our initiatives to build a more united world, if we don't share them, they cannot have the impact that they could if we share them also through media. The second is communication is mutual. That I think is an important point. So when we speak or address some topics, we do not stop at merely delivering content. So first we need to know who we have before us or who are our readers or audience. We listen to the other's needs, desires, and problems. We try to walk a mile in their shoes. Likewise, we give of ourselves as well, thereby creating a certain mutuality. The third point is a challenging one, is emphasize the positive. It has always been our way to put what is good into light out of a conviction that it is infinitely more constructive to point out what is good, dwelling on the good and positive, than to stop at the negative. This is essential for a culture of encounter. So also rather than highlighting the differences, we want to find common ground. And the fourth point is the person matters, not the media, which is merely an instrument or a channel. Encountering others, first of all, requires putting the person at the center, not an idea or an ideology. It means putting God at the center who sees his son in every human being. With Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, you could almost say that everyone has become a journalist. Mm -hmm. However, let everyone reports the facts in an objective and ethical way. We have seen that some people use social media to share content that is intentionally false and designed to cause harm. Often, unsuspecting netizens pick up a piece of disinformation and share it with family and friends without realizing that it is false or misleading. What can we do so that our posts become invitation to a meaningful encounter with others. Mm. I always try to answer some questions in my mind before posting something or sharing a post. So first question, is it important? We have to share important information, also share the tragedies and injustices that happen. But I think we don't have to blow up minor details that are irrelevant, which often happens in media today. The second, is it true? Fake news is everywhere. So I always should check the source. 
Is it reliable or does it come from a partisan website? The third one is, does it contribute to something good? That could mean, does it offer a positive perspective or an invitation to step back and look at the topic from a different angle? Or perhaps, might it just make you smile? And the fourth one is, does it help to overcome divisions and build unity? Does it call for a deeper understanding for encounter? Or does it play into biases or drop a punchline at the cost of the dignity of other people? Even a politician that I dislike is in the end a child of God. So I think with these criteria in mind, we can together create a culture of encounter. Wow. <laughs> I can only say wow. And thank you very much for this wonderful moment with you. Very brief, but I think it contains mm -hmm. things that we can treasure. All our friends in your city will be able to treasure and follow the guidelines you have proposed to them mm -hmm. and live a life that is more towards building relationship. No? This concept of it's not a concept, but it is a lifestyle, this mm -hmm. lifestyle of encountering other, seeing the other as, as I would see myself. No? So if you are to say a last word, what would you say to our New City friends here in the Philippines, but also abroad? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say we have a great chance to these connections that we have, that we can work wherever we are towards a culture of encounter. We, with the experience that we have, that we experience unity beyond borders, beyond the cultural differences, we can be witnesses to that and we can give hope to the people that it is possible to understand each other, to build bridges and therefore, we can already be this culture of encounter. Um, <clears throat> no matter if we read or listen to New City Philippines, Living City Magazine, or any other media worldwide, but um, when each one at this place, when we follow this criteria and try to share something that underlines the dignity of the human person, we can do so much because only in working together I think we can have an impact to really change the media culture that we find today. And there's hope, because I know a lot of people, they don't want this divisive posts and divisions anymore, but we want to work for a unite, more united world. And so that way I would say we should have courage because all together we are many and we really can do something to encounter, encounter others. Okay, thank you very much again, Susan, for this wonderful moment. And we're, we're very grateful for your time, mm -hmm. for giving, for saying yes to our invitation for this, to do this interview. So I hope mm -hmm. uh, we did not eat much of your time. And for sure, this will, this will help a lot in living this style of life, the culture of encounter. Thank mm -hmm. you very much.